SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapete on SAFM. Born and raised in the coastal city of the then Port Elizabeth, now Grebecha, Eastern Cape, Mr. Ordendahl ascended to the seat of Mayor of the Nelson Mandela Bay Metropolitan Municipality in September 2022, having joined the DA 18 years before that in 2004. He's one of the founding members of the DA Youth in Nelson Mandela Bay, founded in the same year of his joining the party in 2004. He became Ward 6 councillor in the Bay Area in 2009 and served as the councillor until 2016, South African municipal elections. He joins us now this evening to share his first 100 days in office in the Nelson Mandela Bay hot seat, talking to us about the challenges, opportunities and future plans of the municipality under his leadership. Meneer Ratif Oerendal, goeienaand, hoe gaan het met u? Goeienaand, good evening listeners, it's wonderful being with you tonight. Um, and I can't complain, I live in a beautiful city. You do live in a beautiful city. Unfortunately, things that have been happening of late, the last decade in particular, do not make it a beautiful city. I mean, if all the administrative challenges we have seen that are taking place there, even some members of the House at large being before the criminal court system, the city itself experiencing some real um, environmental challenges, including but not limited to serious water challenges, the city is under a lot of pressure just to, first of all, change its reputation and its appeal to a once beautiful and thriving coastal city. It now falls on your shoulders, as it has too many people in recent memory, to put this ship, if you like, on windy waters and so it can move to where really she is destined to be in tropical places. Well, let me first say there's a lot less wind in Nelson Villa Bay than Cape Town, and that's been proven. So uh, when you plan your next holiday, come to Nelson Villa Bay, there's far less wind, and we're a beautiful city. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, that, that's actually no, the I truth. I get that. The windy city no more, huh? <laughs> no more the windy city, uh, probably due to climate change. No, we've absolutely had um, our fair share of challenges over the last couple of years. And, you know, it is a sad um, cautionary tale. Of, of Nelson Mandela Bay and how um, politicians and unstable uh, governments can actually uh, break down a, a, a city. Um, up until, I think, 2018, um, the city really has been making progress. Um, and we're a manageable city. You know, we, we haven't got, uh, well, we didn't have the kind of big infrastructure problems that many of our bigger counterparts had. But unfortunately, due to a lack of maintenance and investing in the right um, infrastructure, um, we've uh, rapidly deteriorated over the last couple of years. And that's obviously exacerbated by the fact that we had 57 municipal managers in 13 years. 57. So, I mean, you do the calculations. Um, that's basically three a year. Um, you can't run uh, any administration or even a private sector company with three bosses a year. And that's led to, to the kind of decay and deterioration we've seen here in Nelson Mandela Bay. Whatever answer you are going to give me, I'm going to p- take it with a pinch of salt because you are very much politically biased towards the DA. You are a member who has been sponsored by it. But I will ask the question anyway. Do you get the sense that, of course, the political schoolings that are there in the Bay Area or so that ultimately 
the citizens and by extension the province and the country can grow, develop and be a better place than what we would have found it in. Do you get, generally speaking, the impression that there is a common interest, that all of those who are involved in the politics of the city have the city's interest at heart? Well, I think to answer it, it's a difficult question to answer. I'm going to try and answer it um, to the best of my ability, and I'm going to be honest about it. I think that in the past we've seen in Nelson Villa Bay um, a couple of um, uh, politicians um, that uh, play personality politics um, to the detriment of the city. And, uh, um, and they weren't all mayors, but it was all about these personalities. Their parties were, were built around them. And, uh, um, you know, there were a couple of, of um, senior councillors and big politicians that made it all about the politics. Um, and it's really been to the detriment of the city. What we have in Nelson Mandela Bay now is the biggest coalition that South Africa have, has, has seen, a 10-party coalition. I think the, the second biggest was, was the um, seven-party coalition that uh, um, Helen Villa put together in the city of Cape Town in 2006. Um, and obviously, it's, it's not easy to manage a big coalition like that. But the only way... You can do that if, if you put your own um, personal and party political interest aside and focus on the job at hand. And even then, it's difficult. But at the end of the day, that is what must happen in Nelson Bay. I do believe that there is a lot of at people... At the best of times, Ratif. I mean, to, to achieve that is difficult at the best of times. Ten political ideologies in a coalition, which in itself is a novel feature in our political landscape and we can only expect it to entrench itself the more the patterns of the ruling party go the way that they are, in other words, decreasing and so other parties getting more room to manoeuvre. I'm minded to suggest it is even that much more difficult. The fact that we're going to have in a city as formerly Port Elizabeth, now 37 municipal managers, that's the CEO. You're the yeah. chairperson of the board, if yeah. you like, but the person who's really in the engine room ensuring bills are paid on time, services are rendered, accounting to council and the interests at that level. 37 in 13 years, you gave us the maths. That's, yeah. one, that, that, that's one every four months. That doesn't speak to a political system that has a fidelity or fealty to all things public service, the rule of law, constitutional development and transformation, so that we don't talk as we are in the largely negative terms about Kabecha as we are. That's the point that I'm driving at. In other words, where then is the solution? Because I think there can be no dispute that there generally isn't a common interest that is established by the political parties there. But I think that, that one must realize that ultimately the control lies with our voters. And, and I think that all political parties, across party lines, must realize that if um, the realignment of, of, of politics is something that's going to happen in South Africa, they must be able to work together. Can't be talking about a coalition at a, at a national government or in certain provincial uh, governments if, if uh, parties can't work together. So they have to prove it to the electorate that they can make complicated um, coalition governments work at, um, at a municipal level. All right. I'm going to ask this question now, and I'm going to hopefully get 
In fact, let me say this. 86 2032 Are you in Nelson Mandela Bay? Are you from Nelson Mandela Bay? Do you have an interest, in particular a business or a developmental interest in the Bay Area? What is your experience? Are you attracted to the Bay Area? Do you find the ease of doing business allows you to think that you can grow your business there or your organization? Let's ask the mayor directly. You have every right to ask him any question, whatever your interest or stake in the Bay and surrounding areas is. We try and ensure that we get a sense of accountability, a sense of transparency, and ensure that the Constitution is not just a document but a living document. Here we have an administrator, Manier Ratif Odendal, Mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay Metropolitan. He is in, well, he's on the line, of course, taking questions about the area of Nelson Mandela Bay. Question to you, and I'm just going to ask after the question, we take a quick break, after which you will answer. Hopefully by then there will be sufficient traction from the listeners to engage you, Mr. Mayor. Earlier on you talked about infrastructure. Um, Well, Port Elizabeth, from the time I recall when I was there, is not the city when growing up I used to see. It was one of, if not the cleanest city in the country. I mean, there was no doubting how clean Port Elizabeth was. And I'm talking specifically even about the central area. The historical buildings, albeit colonial infrastructure, but historic nonetheless, beautiful architecture that really does belong to the public, but nothing about it now, or then at least when I was there, speaks to that. The decay of public facilities the st george's area for instance is an example how do we get to revive the city or what is the strategy in reviving just those basic things ensuring the water infrastructure facilitates for fair distribution and use including the billing system which many people might take for a ride how do we ensure that a city functions like a city at a minimum before we start thinking about other things that then make a city that much more attractive. But public infrastructure, the cleanliness of the city, access to water and decent sanitation, and making sure that the public um, um, public land is made available for development and social integration in that regard. That's the point that I want you to really address as we take the break now. Mr. Ratif Orendal, Mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay Municipality, that's a question to him and we'd certainly love to take some of your questions directed at the Mayor. The number to dial 86 2032 That's the number to dial. Otherwise, chat to us please on WhatsApp 0614-104-107. The Viewpoint returns. FM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomabete on SAFM. We're back. We are live. Just on, just on eight minutes left of this session with Ratif Udendal, Mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay Metropolitan. He is, of course, a practicing attorney whilst at the same time serving as mayor. Questions to him, of course, not legal advice-based questions, but questions about the administration of Nelson Mandela Bay. I have asked the question. You want to reply, Ratif? Yes, absolutely. Well, I think, um, you know, it is very clear that uh, the city, unfortunately, um, did not maintain its, its infrastructure. It's not that difficult to, to uh, run a municipal administration. 
Um, you know, at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you that you fix the infrastructure that you have, that you build new infrastructure um, in communities that require new infrastructure um, uh, to keep your city clean and make sure um, that um, you keep your city safe and that it's easy to do business there so that you can you can grow the economy. Now in Nelson de la Bay, basically, um, we've neglected all of those, which is essentially the basics. The one thing in Nelson de la Bay that we that we still have is is um, uh, we still have uh, a reasonable, good uh, financial standing, um, and and that, that can help us to get back on track fairly quickly. But at the end of the day, um, you know, we have not maintained our infrastructure. We've been weathering probably one of the worst droughts on record. Um, and uh, uh, what we discovered was that when we got there, there wasn't even a, a a water services master plan. So we were fighting this draft without any plan to do it. Um, and getting the basics done is making sure that you put plans in place that will turn things around. Now, um, two of the things that we, we have initiated was to start crafting business plans as to how we're going to invest in our water and sanitation infrastructure over the next 10 years. Um, so these plans are adopted by council, that they are um, uh, funded and, and uh, that we obtain long-term loan funding so that we can invest in these type of infrastructure. That would be a lasting legacy um, of this coalition in order to do future planning. Um, you know, it is really, really sad if you, if you go around the city and you see how um, just the, the lack of bylaw enforcement has allowed our um, uh, city to, to collapse and deteriorate. Um, and focusing on the basics, that's really what you need to do. Micromanage, because unfortunately one has to understand that this city was, um, was designed uh, to collapse. That is why we had 37 um, municipal managers, because when you have chaos in the municipal administration, that's when you can loot. The other day I was uh, fortunate enough to be in a meeting with uh, the, um, President Cyril Ramaphosa and um, the uh, leadership and management of, of ESCOM. And uh, when uh, Mr. Director spoke, I could really identify with the issues that he was, was highlighting about how criminal networks took over ESCOM, because it was the same in Nelson Villa Bay. We're number one for, for one thing in, Nel in Nelson Villa Bay, that is the most irregular expenditure on our financial statements. 20 billion rands worth of irregular expenditure. Each of that representing money that was um, spent on projects that circumvented supply chain. That is by design so that people can loot here. And, <laughs> and ensuring that we put a stop to that um, is absolutely critical to the, to the um, survival of Nelson Mandela Bay. What's the plan have, to do example, that? Sorry? What's the plan to stop that? I mean, if well, it was, as you say, the city was designed to be looted and to be bankrupt and to essentially um, be decrepit as it has all the hallmarks of going, you obviously need a master plan to move in the opposite direction. What is your vision? What is your plan? Well, I don't know if you know, but uh, uh, I do not have an MNC for, for finance in the city. I manage the finances of the city myself. I try and and closely monitor um, what is happening in the city. I've approached the National Treasury to assist um, in trying to um, uh, get supply chain fixed because um, a supply chain 
um, because it's so broken, they continue to do deviations. And slowly but surely, um, we, are, we are unblocking supply chain and putting a stop to, to deviations and dealing with, with uh, evergreen contracts. That contract that's been awarded um, year after year after year on deviation, so the same contractors can benefit um, and the same uh, people can get money out of the municipality. And as I said, micromanaging it making sure that each and every um, document is scrutinized, making sure that we're getting value for money, making sure that where a contractor has not performed, that we actually don't pay that contractor and make sure that he either fixes the, the, the substandard work that, he, that he's done or not get paid at all. Here's a question for the mayor. Hi, Songhezo. Please ask the mayor when he is putting an end to modern slavery in the form of the EPWP. I've literally read it as it has come through. I don't know what the listener means by modern slavery in the form of EPWP, but as you understand the question, your response, please, Ratif. Final no, question. absolutely. Look, I think it's a, it's a valid concern. Um, you look at, at EPWP um, uh, uh, wages, and it's hardly a living wage. And one must understand in, in a city like Nelson Villa Bay, um, we've got the highest unemployment rate of all metropolitan municipalities um, in, in the country, um, the lowest GDP per capita of all uh, metropolitan municipalities. So there's a lot of poor people in our city and a lot of people that, that rely on EPWP uh, work. And, and that might be an only job uh, in, in, in a family of four or five or six. Um, so I totally understand that. And, and you know, <laughs> unfortunately, we don't get to make the rules. We implement what national government, uh, government provides us, and we try and spend um, each and every cent of that funding on EPWP uh, 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 jobs. The reality is that, uh, you know, it's, it's not a real job, um, but at least it's something. It puts bread on the table, and it makes sure that there is some income um, in, in, in certain uh, um, families across the city. And in a city like ours, it is desperately needed. We would be um, really uh, um, bad off if we didn't have um, the EPWP program in our city. Final question to you, something a bit more optimistic than the majority of what we have talked about. What are your, Ratif, three key priority areas which if you were given the space to do and you were given the full term or the balance of this term, of your administration, or at least of the municipal administration. In other words, if you went up to 2025, what are the three things that are most fundamental to you in the running of the city that you will hopefully report positively as having done in 2025? Well, first of all, our biggest crisis is the water crisis, a man-made crisis, because we get 70% of our water via the Noetgera scheme that comes from the Harit Dam. We shouldn't have water problems in Nelson Villa Bay, but we have because we've mismanaged our resources. We still have um, about 50% of, of the water that comes into the city is lost via uh, leaks and, and broken pipes. So I want to fix the, the uh, infrastructure, the water infrastructure, and make sure that Nelson Villa Bay has got water security because that way we'll be able to attract uh, far more investment than w- what we can. Secondly, um, making sure that uh, we fix our sanitation infrastructure. Sanitation infrastructure is a real problem in the city. And in fact, I would go so far as to say that our sanitation system is almost on the brink of collapse because we spend so much money on grass 
drought, um, drought mitigation infrastructure as well as water augmentation infrastructure that we've actually neglected uh, our sanitation infrastructure. Um, that's obviously not just unique to Nelsonville Bay. I believe it's, um, you know, you find that problem in many other cities. But they are being able to, to implement that master plan so that we can, we can develop our infrastructure and give people across the city dignity for years to come. Coincidentally, about 6,000 people still use the bucket system in Nelson Villa Bay, and it is absolutely critical that we deal with that issue because people can't have dignity, um, especially in the metro, uh, metro municipality, if they have to use buckets. And then I think one of the most important aspects um, is making sure that it's easy to do business in the city. When I got here, um, not a day went by where developer or investor didn't phone me to say, Retiff, your, your city is closed for business. They do not want to, to, to do business because it takes us two, three years to get a town planning amendment through um, or a three-phase electricity connection takes six months. Um, and um, in that regard, we've just launched a mayoral investment forum where um, we can unblock blockages in the system and make it easy for people to, um, to do business with the city. What we want to do is be able to attract new investment and also retain existing uh, investments in the city by making it easy to do business in Nelson Mandela Bay. If we can do that, um, we can take the city forward and we can get Nelson Mandela Bay working again. I have no doubt you have the best aspirations of every member of this society, both Nelson Mandela Bay and the country at large, because if any city wins, if any people in our communities win, the nation by extension wins. So all of the very best to you, Retief. Wurundal, Mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay Municipality. I beg your pardon to the news team, 2101. I'm literally a minute behind time. It's time for news.